Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. And I'm Vicki, and I am so excited to be here with our friend Kristen Moon from Kristen Moon Science. So, you guys, for your kids who love science or for your kids who don't like science, we've got a really good resource here today. So, first, first, I, I just have to like rabbit trail and tell everybody I'm really excited because when Kristen and I met at the two to one conference, uh, I found out that she and I are from the same hometown in Gainesville, Florida, and we could sit down and talk about like Hogtown Creek and things like that. So um, anyway, Kristen, say hey and introduce yourself and tell about your family and your homeschool journey. Hi, Vicki. It's really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so a little bit about me. I am, as you mentioned, a Florida native, but I'm a transplant to Kentucky. Um, I live um, northern Kentucky, real close to Cincinnati. So this has been an adventure for my family. Um, we're finally getting to experience four seasons and um, fall That's colors and snow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it, it, it's an adventure for us. Um, so it's very enjoyable. So um, I've been married to my husband who I met in Gainesville at the University of Florida. We've been married 25 years this year. We have um, two sons. Um, my 20 year old is today's his first day um, at the University of Kentucky. And my 17 year old is a senior in our homeschool and he's taking um, classes at Northern Kentucky University as a dual enroll student. Um, as far as our journey, um, homeschooling is not anything that I had planned. I was, um, you know, I came up through public school and, um, didn't even, homeschooling was not even on my radar, but, um, when I had kids and we started, um, you know, going to church, we found out about homeschooling from other people, like in our Sunday school class. And I was just having so much fun with my kids at home that when it came time for my older son to be thinking about, you know, going to preschool, I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to keep him home. And, you know, and then the next year was time for kindergarten and I still wanted to keep him home. And, and, you know, I just absolutely loved learning besides them and having fun with them. And, um, so we started homeschooling and once I started, I mean, we were hooked and, um, people would always say to me, but you plan on putting them in in school before high school right and I thought why I mean that's like that's the fun stuff as far as I'm concerned so so no we we are lifers we homeschooled all the way um and it, it has literally been the highlight of my life of anything in my life this homeschooling my kids has brought me the most joy by far so the the beautiful thing about homeschooling is we can homeschool as long as it's right for our families and so you guys have loved it and so you found out that high school were the best years for homeschooling right yeah. absolutely i we have absolutely adored it and then you know and i could speak to the fact that you know, it provided an excellent education mm-hmm. for both of my kids. Um, both of them have some learning struggles. My older son is dyslexic and my younger son has ADD. And um, I feel that teaching them at home was an, uh, an awesome opportunity because for both of them, I could figure out exactly how they learned mm-hmm. best and tailor um, their learning 
directly to them. You know, my older son has always been great at math. So he could, you know, I could have him learning, you know, a couple of years ahead in math while at the same time, you know, taking it slow when it came to reading and writing and spelling. And, you know, at the same time, his self-esteem you know, was great because he wasn't in a classroom. He wasn't getting pulled out into special classes and, um, you know, it, it was awesome. And then my younger son, um, who just can't sit still, if he wanted to do jumping jacks while doing his math, well, that was fine. If he wanted to run a lap around the house, you know, between every assignment, that was great. You know, we could do that. And they've both, you know, now that they're taking college classes, they're getting all A's, you know, they had an excellent foundation. Mm. So anybody who thinks that homeschooling can't provide um, an adequate back, you know, foundation for higher learning, you know, they're ill-informed. Yeah. Well, you know, that's so beautiful because sometimes when I work with uh, kids who are in a traditional school setting and they have some really noticeable ADHD or dyslexia or other learning disabilities, one of the first things they will say to me is I'm not very smart. And because they have learned from their environment, you know, compared themselves to others and haven't had a chance to discover what God created them to be. So in your homeschooling, you could help them really lean into their gifts and then develop compensations in a way that built their self-confidence rather than take it down. Absolutely. And that's the other thing. My husband had some learning struggles too, and, and he really was, um, you know, he, he came away from his school experience feeling a little bit battered and mm-hmm. low self-esteem, you know, when it came to academics. And we did not want that for our yeah. kids. So we made sure that while we were working on their weaknesses, that we also gave them opportunities to shine, mm-hmm. you know, like we gave, we spent at least, if not more time developing their strengths than they did their weaknesses so that they didn't feel like, you know, that was their personality. They saw that they, they had talents and they had gifts and they just needed to learn a different way. That is so beautiful, which is a good segue into one of the gifts that you gave your kids is the ability to discover that they love science and yes. I imagine they got some of that from their mom. So <laughs> tell us about your experiences with science and how you're sharing that with the homeschool community. Um, as I mentioned, I came up in the public school and um, I I did not go to college with this, you know, passion for learning science, which surprises a lot of people since I'm just so absolutely enamored by it now. Um, I actually did not discover the beauty of science until my freshman year at the University of Florida, when I was just taking a a general education class, it was a survey of biology. And it was the first time that I learned how DNA works, Mm. you know, how, how it works in the cell. um, And I just was absolutely blown away. And I remember coming home to my parents' house that weekend and going out to eat with them and trying to to explain to them on a napkin at the restaurant, um, draw pictures of what I had learned. And of course, they didn't really understand what I was saying, but I was hooked from the beginning and um, ended up um, going into microbiology. That was my undergrad. And as I was getting ready to graduate with my bachelor's of science, 
Um, a lot of other of my peers in my classes were going on to medical school or dental school or vet school, and I really didn't have any interest in that. Um, so I went to graduate school and ended up getting my PhD in molecular genetics and microbiology. And my focus was um, on virology, the study of viruses. So um, thought that I would you know, have a career in lab research because that's what I was doing at the time. But um, it didn't take me long after having my first child that I realized that my true heart's desire was to be a mom. So mm -hmm. I left the lab and stayed home um, with my kids and homeschooled them as we've discussed. But um, it, 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 it wasn't long when my kids were still in diapers, actually, that I started meeting these friends who homeschooled. And a lot of them were intimidated teaching high school science. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned, I mean, that's the stuff that I'm absolutely in love with. Yeah. So um, even before my kids started, even before I started homeschooling my kids, I started teaching homeschool students in co-ops and science clubs, um, some science topics. And then I started teaching at co-ops and, um, when my own kids got into the high school age and, and I was teaching, you know, biology and chemistry and these types of things, sometimes with that one hour a week that m many co-ops meet, I just didn't feel like that was enough time. And mm -hmm. so um, I just wanted to to be able to share more resources for people that are trying to teach high school at home. So that's why I started my um, my website, Kristen Moon Science, and I also have a Facebook page, Kristen Moon Science. And in both of these platforms, I try to, um, to explain science, scientific concepts, the science of everyday life in easy to understand terms. And I also, on my Facebook page and Instagram, uh, especially try to share resources for hands-on science because it is really important. I have seen way too many kids um, or when, when I first meet them, they say they hate science or they don't like yes. science. And that, yes. that just rubs me the wrong way because mm -hmm. I don't believe anybody doesn't like science. I believe mm -hmm. they just haven't discovered how awesome it is yet. And so it's my, yes. I, yes. I feel like a science ambassador. I want to, to convince everybody that science is, is amazing because it is. It, you know what? I, I love that term science ambassador. It really is teens haven't discovered that they love science, that yes. there is some area of science that they love because it's all God's creation. Yes. And it's everything. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned anything and I could tell you the science behind it. Uh -huh. There, mm -hmm. It absolutely is science and everything. So I was wondering if you could tell us some ways that you have helped make science relatable to your kids and your teaching classes. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways, uh, of course, but um, the one that's most current um, is when we're talking about DNA, people hear about DNA, we hear it on the news, um, there's DNA sequencing kits that you can buy commercially, and so people kind of have an idea of what DNA is, but they don't really understand how DNA works, and I love to get kids to understand how DNA works. So um, I happen to be teaching a class right now, and um, when we talk about DNA, DNA is actually grouped into um, units called genes, and each gene codes for a protein. And to get kids to understand that, we talk about hemoglobin. So each of us has 
a gene that codes for a protein called hemoglobin. And we all have hemoglobin in our red blood cells. And it's hemoglobin in our red blood cells that carries the oxygen all throughout our body. So obviously, it's a very important protein. So one of the things I get kids to do is I, I give them a portion of the hemoglobin gene on paper, like the sequence, all the A's and the T's and the C's and the G's. And I get Mm -hmm. them to go through the process of transcribing the DNA gene into an RNA and then taking the RNA sequence and transcribing it into or translating it into the amino acids of the protein. So they actually go through the process that happens in their cells of taking the information in a gene in the DNA and making the hemoglobin protein. So that's step one. And then we talk about how important hemoglobin is. And then I ask them if they've ever heard of sickle cell anemia. And some of them have and some of them haven't. But it's a very common blood disorder. In fact, it is the most common blood disorder. Um, it's one of the most common blood disorders in the world. And it's it's very, um, it's, it's mainly associated with people of African descent. And we talk about sickle cell anemia and how in people with sickle cell anemia, when they go through times of oxygen deprivation with their sick or if they're in high elevations, um, if they're exercising, their blood cells, instead of being those nice, plump, bendable blood cells that most of us have, they form a sickle shape. And the sickle-shaped blood Mm -hmm. cells get stuck in their blood vessels and clump and they cause a lot of pain. And then I tell them that people with sickle cell anemia, they have a hemoglobin gene, but their hemoglobin gene has a mutation in it. And I actually get my kids to find the, the mutation in the gene. So I have, I give, I show them the sequence of the normal hemoglobin gene and they have the sequence of the the hemoglobin gene of people with sickle cell anemia. And I get them to find the mutation. And it turns out the mutation is one DNA base. There's only one difference in the DNA between people who have normal hemoglobin and the people that have sickle cell. And if they follow, if they transcribe that mutant gene into RNA and then into the amino acid sequence, that one change in their DNA leads to one different amino acid. So it's only one difference between the he- the hemoglobin of regular of, of normal people that aren't affected and the people that have sickle cell anemia. And that one change in their DNA leads to sickle cell anemia. So by giving them an actual example and having them find it themselves mm-hmm. and seeing how important it is you know, the, the, the message that we have in DNA, that it actually leads to differences in protein. Um, it's, it's very enlightening to them. And then I, you know, then I have them um, find information about kids living in sickle cell anemia, with sickle cell anemia, and then finding out that there's a relationship. Mm. There's a reason why people of African descent are more likely to have sickle cell anemia. And that's because, believe it or not, that DNA mutation in their hemoglobin offers protection against malaria. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. And the kids find it very interesting. And then, of course, you give them opportunities mm-hmm. to extract DNA at home. It's really so easy to do. You don't even need anything special. You just need – I mean, you can do it with, with strawberries, kiwi, um, 
pretty much any fruit that you have, you can extract DNA and all the only mm-hmm. special thing that you would need is rubbing alcohol, which you can get at any grocery store or drugstore. And they can even extract DNA from their cheek cells. They just, um, they take some salt water and swish it in their mouth and then spit it out and then use that, um, the spit, <laughs> technical term there, um, to extract their own DNA. But seeing their own DNA, I mean, that's cool. And gets kids excited. And so then DNA is not some abstract concept. They've actually seen it themselves. They, They actually can understand how DNA functions by making proteins and how changes in DNA can lead to diseases. Um... So it's all about making things relevant. Kids have to understand why they're learning yeah. these things. If they're just learning something from a book for the sake of learning it, that doesn't that doesn't matter to them. They want to know how how it applies to them. How will they use this in their life? That's important. Yeah, and you know, one of the things sometimes as homeschoolers is we feel pressured at high school level to finish a textbook. And, and, you know, what you just described is a teenager learning by yes. discovery and the discovery that they do doing those experiments will stick with them better than reading two chapters Absolutely. in a biology textbook. So, you know, the, if I always tell people, you, you don't have to finish the book. You need to actually give your teens, if possible, the opportunity to learn. All right. So, so Kristen, is that, bad grammar, is that activity on your website by any chance where people could get some coaching? Um, which process? The DNA? The, the, the sequencing where you had them write down the whole. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> you can tell I'm not a DNA expert. Let's talk about birds. I can talk about birds. Um, anyway, uh, it, will they find that I on, actually, the, on your website? I um, actually, on my website, on one of my blogs, um, it's called Why is DNA, so, or What's So Special About DNA? That I give a really good explanation uh-huh. in simple to understand terms about DNA with videos. And uh-huh. then I've got directions for how to extract DNA from strawberries and from their, their own cheek cells. The sequencing activity that I described is not um, on my blog. I actually have created um, a self-paced online course on on DNA, and the sickle cell anemia activity is just one of the activities the kids do in that course. They also um, investigate the DNA mutations responsible for cystic fibrosis, and they also um, do one for Tay-Sachs disease. So the kids actually go through investigations where they figure out what mutation it is in the DNA that leads to those downstream diseases. So, um, So those are online courses that I have on my website. And so we are going to totally put links to those because that is so fascinating. It may be over the head of a few of us homeschool moms, but just hearing you talk about it, I just want to do the activity myself. So, you know, it's like one of the reasons I loved homeschooling high school is doing the labs with my kids because it was fun. Yeah. And, and I want to go back to something you said. You said about, you know, finishing the textbook. And I know that there's that pressure to get through the curriculum. But I honestly feel yeah. like it is so much more important to to get our kids 
to question, to think, to find the answers. I call it yeah. thinking like a scientist. Yeah. Too many times, yeah. especially in this in yeah. this generation of kids, um, I think that that information they can get information so easily that they may not um, have developed the the discipline of when something's a little bit challenging to find mm-hmm. the answer to, to, to go ahead and, and, and doing mm-hmm. it themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important if our kids have a question, have them pursue the answer. You know, um, we, they carry around little computers in their pockets, you know, in it, it's information has never been easier to find. So when they have a question, you know, when we're at a four way stop, who has the right of way? Um, who wrote this song? Um, why does our, why Mm -hmm. can we see our breath Mm -hmm. when it's cold outside? Why, uh, why do we put salt on the road when it snows? Look it up. You actually can look these things up and, and training our kids to think. And when they have a question and it's something that they can, um, they can test with experiments, by all means, do that. Even if it means that you're not in the textbook that day, it is so much more important to get them in the habit of answering their questions and asking questions and and learning and researching. If they know how to do that, they're always going to be able to find a textbook and find the answer when they need it. And, you know, that's just preparation for life. And you can log it down as lab time, you know, if you need to record what you're doing, but really to give teens the, the confidence that, that this is science. Right. If they're curious about something, look it up and see if they can answer some questions yeah, and then do absolutely. some hands-on In fact, let me, I'm just going to say one thing. Awesome. I mean, it can even be silly. I, I tell, there's a, on one of my blog posts, I tell the story of the fact that my dog loves cheese. Okay. Now that's not anything out of the ordinary. She loves cheese. And if she hears me in the kitchen, she comes to the kitchen because she expects that there will be cheese involved because we eat a lot of cheese. Um, and so sometimes I'll drop a little, you know, some pieces of cheese, like shredded cheese on the floor. But um, I noticed when it was cheddar cheese, she didn't seem to see it. And I thought that was odd. And uh, this happened enough times mm. that I, mm. I wondered to myself, can she not see orange? So I found some shredded carrot and I dropped that on the floor and she didn't, she wasn't able to see that. So I, I actually started to think, is it orange that she can't mm. see? Which led me down a little bit of a, of a rabbit trail, you know, and, and I found out that it's true. Orange is a color that dogs can't see, but it, but it just, it just happened because it was an observation that I made that led me to a question and I didn't Uh just leave the question unanswered. Mm -hmm. I, you know, did a little bit of research. It didn't take me long at Mm -hmm. all. And, you know, come to find out that, that the, cells inside a dog's eyes, they have different photoreceptors than we do. And orange is a color they can't see. And it's the same thing Mm. with deer, which is why hunters wear orange vests when they go hunting, because a deer can't see orange, but humans can. So it just, I mean, what, like I said, science is all around us. You just have to look for it. That is so cool. Well, all right. So that's a great place to wrap it up. And now I'm all inspired to go (laughs) get my cell phone out and ask myself questions and look them up. All right. So Kristen, tell us again about um, how to find you on Facebook and at your website. So um, on my website, it's just kristenmoonscience.com. And my name is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N. 
Um, and I'm also on Facebook, Kristen Moon Science, and I'm also on Pinterest and Instagram, same names. Um, so uh, my courses, my online courses, the self-paced online courses um, are on my website. My Facebook page is where I'm probably the most active and I'm sharing daily different resources, videos, experiment ideas, tips and tricks um, for teaching science at home. And then I am um, currently online right now for um, True North Homeschool Academy. I'm teaching an online live biology class once a week um, for the spring semester. I will be coming back in the fall for True North Homeschool Academy, teaching a full year biology curriculum. Um, and I love the format of that class. It's uh, once a week we, we meet live using Zoom in a classroom where the kids can see my face, I can see theirs, we can talk, it's um, interactive, um, having a lot of fun with that. So that's in the fall. And in the fall, I'm also going to be teaching um, a chemistry class for Funda Funda Academy. So I'm really excited about both of those opportunities because I truly love teaching, um, teaching live classes with kids. Yeah, I'll be sure and, and put links to both of those academies. Those are Lisa at True North and Meryl at um, Funda Funda are, are good friends, and we just all love supporting each other. So, Kristen, thank you for joining us, and it was so nice to talk to one of my old homegirls there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I've had a lot of yeah. fun. All righty. So thank you for joining us at the Homeschool High School Podcast. Brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Please hop over to iTunes and leave us a review and some stars because that helps other people to find us. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye.